Welcome to Japan according to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey, 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 yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll understand why after you listen to the podcast. We are here for episode number 101 of Japan According to Akio.、Uh, a short but sweet, not too short, not too sweet <laughs> episode for you.、Um, we are talking, yeah, I, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'll just let you listen to it.、Um, but. Uh, episode with some information, especially for the ladies,、um, but it definitely applies to fellas too,、uh, mainly if you're fresh off the boat, thinking about coming to Japan, seriously thinking about coming to, to seriously considering coming to Japan or plan to come to Japan. I got an article,、um, got some information that's really going to help you out, and plus another spectacular product review. But you know, I'm not going to really draw this one out, we're just going to get to it. All right, y'all, enjoy. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. Welcome to episode 101 of Japan According to Akio.、Uh, thank you. Making sure my mic's on. Okay.、Um, yeah. Ah,、uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I think everything is all right. Let me try to adjust these levels a little bit. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. Now, we'll see if on the feedback if that helps anything or if it doesn't help anything, whatever. I'll, I'll mess around with it later. But anyway, we're here for. Episode 101.、Um, it's not going to be long. <laughs> you, I'm sure you never believe me when I say that, but this one's kind of true. I'm going to try and cut it down to just like 30 minutes if I can.、Um, what's going on? Well, it's the end of the year is here. That's, an, that's one of the main reasons why. And, you know, I'm sure it, where if you're at, if you're, you know, more than likely you're living in America or living in America. Anyway, James, that's an old song by James Brown. But、um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the West, you know,、um, the end of the year is kind of the peak the, of, of the holiday season is approaching. You can feel the energy, you can feel it in the streets. In Japan, not so much for me. My wife was like, yeah, because you're not really hanging, you're not really going around different areas in Tokyo, so you can't feel it. I'm like, shit, I can feel it. <laughs> like, I can feel it. It ain't shit. <laughs> I ain't feeling shit. <laughs> for, you know, but、um, I, I don't know if you've heard me say this, but for me, the holidays don't really kick in until after Christmas. It's kind of a weird thing here.、Um, yeah, I've definitely said it. Time and time again in Japan, after Christmas, everything switches the day after Christmas. All like now it's just Christmas out, all the shit's all over the place. The day after Christmas, the tr Christmas tree gets chucked out, and all the Japanese New Year's shit just like boom, helicopter dropped in. It's like an amazing process that happens for me. The real end of the year holiday season spirit starts at that time. Because Christmas is, is, is not like a genuine thing here. I mean, genuinely, people like it, people enjoy it. It's a kid's holiday, but it, the Christmas spirit doesn't really exist for me. So it's kind of a hollow feeling, you know, because I've actually experienced the Christmas spirit in the States growing up as a kid and stuff like that.
Um, here, not so much. It's more of like a retail holiday and, you know, get your present. You got the tree. Yay, Santa. You know, that's about it. It's not the genuine, like, togetherness and family feeling uh, I experience on during New Year's. So I kind of look forward to it. Also, like, I can't believe it's like almost a week till Christmas. It just doesn't feel like it. The weather is like warm as fuck this year is kind of um weird it's gonna be like 60 degrees fahrenheit tomorrow which, which is what like almost 20 degrees uh celsius tomorrow which is really fucking unusual i'm gonna actually just take my son to the park and then of course to costco uh so you know like that type of weather just doesn't feel like christmas where i'm from I'm from washington dc and it, you know it's like fucking snow pretty much almost around the time this time of year so it's kind of weird uh, kind of quiet, you know, um, I took the morning off, my schedule's starting to slow down a bit. It picks up towards the end of the year as everyone crams in their last few English lessons in, but before then, you know, I'm just kind of getting into the winding down for the end of the year part. Japan's winding down for the end of the year. Um, got like a week and a half left until everything slows, stops. Um, the final workday for most people is the 27th, so this year we have actually kind of a longer holiday so um if you don't know in japan like in the west like you know the january 2nd or um i don't even know what the first day back for most people is going to be in the west but typically january 2nd is the first day back you know before christmas eve you're finishing until like january 2nd here though until about the 27th 28th you work and then the third or the fourth but today this year is going to be until the sixth i believe so we got a little bit over a week off which is kind of cool so it's a longer holiday than normal um but but yeah I, i'm still working but definitely i'm kind of checking out I, I was joking with myself while i was getting ready for work yesterday like i'm kind of doing I can, I can tell i'm winding down for the year because i'm doing the least amount of ironing possible <laughs> every day i get ready for work i'm like okay oh, that's why i'm choosing my outfit i'm like you heard me talk about my easy care pants and all that shit so i'm like okay what can I wear that requires the least amount of ironing? Like that's that's how I'm judging my outfits nowadays. You know, so so I'm definitely checking out um for the new year. I got some projects that I'm really working on. I won't talk on it on here yet. Once but a project I got inspiration in the next stage of development of me chasing my dreams and keeping my dreams alive is going in. So I'm really hyped about that over the holiday. Hopefully I have some time to get get some work and preparation done for twenty twenty. Um, definitely got big things in the plans. I mean, not for this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, this podcast is all you guys getting. But but for my other stuff, um, you know, I'm I'm really uh, ramping up the next phase of keeping the dreams alive here in Japan and pursuing my dreams. You know, the calling came out. The broadcast came, was received. I know where I'm going in 2020. I'm really excited about it, building my brand here. You know, people have stopped, well, not people are stopping me on the street. No one stopped me on the street yet. But just in, in the um, the language school I work at and people that know people, you know, something interesting is happening where people are like, hey, you're doing, you know, I, I've talked to you guys about doing TikTok for brand building and marketing. And I'm starting to see it trickling down a little bit. Like um, a few students have been like, oh, I seen you on TikTok. And so, hey, I didn't know you were on social media. And the student is like, you know, checking you out on there. It kind of freaked me out the other day, though, because like <laughs> this, um, <laughs> this like 14 year old student that I used to teach. And she's living, I forgot, like in Malaysia or something now. She was a cool student. I had fun teaching her. Um, 
but she like messaged me on TikTok the other day. It was like, hey, do you remember me? Or I was just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, <laughs> that's kind of, for me, as I'm sorry, as a 37-year-old man, like father, husband, getting a private message from, or it wasn't a private message. It was a comment. It, was, it wasn't a private message. It was a comment. But getting any type of comment from a 14-year-old kid is like, no, thank you. <laughs> You know, I don't need that type of shit in my life. But I mean, you know, I just said hi. I hope you're doing that well. But but just for a second, I got really really paranoid. Like <laughs> I was like, oh shit. But I I got to kind of get used to that type of stuff. I've had you know thousands and thousands of students in my life and um in my time here in Japan. So um that's gonna be something you know that's gonna come with it. I'm just waiting for the first person in. The, in, I'm kind of bracing myself. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining it's gonna happen at some point in 2020, where that point in time where I'm walking down the street and someone recognizes me from social media and they're like, "Hey, you're a keel or some shit like that. You know, that'll be kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> you know, I guess that'll be the point from which the next phase of my life and my career will start. You know, so I don't know, but that, that's that's about it. So again, um. Let, let, let's get into things. Let's get into things, right? Um, nothing, nothing again too too special today. Uh, I just got a quick uh, product review and an article based on a theme that was in my mind. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, an another thing I'm probably gonna save for because I'm doing this in kind of two parts. Um, okay, let me just fucking explain it to you. No, I'll, I'll keep you in suspense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our product review, of course, on Sakura Mart, S-A-Q-R-A Mart.com. Again, check the link in the description. Um, please check it out, you know, support the podcast. Uh, any of your purchases, you know, a portion of your purchases will go to support this podcast and keep these fucking dreams alive. Um, they, they do have a lot of sh shit. Like I said, they do have a lot of shit on there that... Um, I, you know, products that I see, I use in everyday life here in Japan. So if you want genuine Japanese shit, that's, that's the place for you to go. Just make sure you go through my link, please, <laughs> please. Okay. So anyway, our product for today is Jagariko. Jagariko. Uh, Karubi Jagariko. Right. Again, you'll see the product name in the description below. Um, I chose salad flavor. Of course, everything is going to be written in hiragana and katakana. If hiragana, yeah, hiragana and katakana. If you are studying Japanese, just a little bit of you know, check out the link. Uh, check out the website. Search for it. Uh, it'll be a bit of fucking Japanese practice for you. Um, but basically, jagariko is uh, amalgamation. I don't even know if that's the appropriate word, but of of a few, two different Japanese words, uh, jagai which means uh, potato, because it's basically potato-based snack. And I guess it's... Cool. It sounds like jagari... Uh, jag for me, my, when I hear it, I imagine jagaimo, which is potato, and ko, which is like small piece. Is I'm not sure if that's the correct um, interpretation of it. But pretty much what it is, is, is this... Um, Potato-based stick snacks, and they have different flavors in them. Um, I might have talked about in the past, uh, on the past, where it, 
it's kind of they're kind of famous for college kids here because I've only done it once. Like about I remember when I was living in this um, crazy donchi, like in two thousand six. Is a long story. I think I told the story on here too. I was that summer when I was living in a fucking donchi, and it was crazy. Uh, yeah, I did tell the story on here. And um, my boss at the time told me about Jagaliko. And he was like, yeah, college students, like, if you pour hot water in them and mix it around, it turns into mashed potatoes, you know. And so I ate that one day. It, it did. It, it's fucking good. So, you know, it's, of course, it has no food value. It's junk food. But but it does taste like mashed potatoes. Um, so that was, like, the one time. Uh, now I've, someone's given them to me before. But they're just, like, a crunchy, hard stick potato-flavored snack. They have a few different flavors on there. I didn't click and search all the flavors, but they have, I think, uh, three or four different types on Sakura Mart. Uh, so, yeah. And, again, I got the salad one. It, and so, if you again, if you pour, if you make mashed potatoes with it, it's like flavored mashed potatoes. It's, it's re- it was really good. I remember the flavor even this long ago. Um, but definitely check that out. Among the other various products uh, on SakuraMart.com, <laughs> our wonderful sponsor and so yeah do that okay now um pretty much like i said like i alluded to before you know this is episode 101 and uh 101 and you know that number you know a little um young jeezy Thug, motiv- thug Motivation 101, Japan Motivation 101 is kind of uh, what I was thinking about. And I was trying to find... <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry if you're not a hip-hop fan and have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. My apologies. If you do know... Hey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry, I, I just took, woke up from a nap, so I'm actually like really fresh. Um, but yeah, but 101, right? It was kind of the theme I wanted to go off of because I think it's a really uh, important theme in Japan. 101, right? Things that can kind of help you get hit the ground running when you land in Japan. And I was looking around for some articles, and I couldn't. F- was that my dog? Okay. I couldn't find shit that was, like, sufficient, so I got to piece together some things. Um, one thing I found is this article, which, is of course, is in the profile, which is, Moving to Japan, here are 12-plus tips to help women prepare for expat life. Now, um, I'm not, I have no idea in terms of how much of our demographic is male versus female, but, you know, me being a guy... I'm um, looking at this article. I was like, "Yeah, well, I'm a guy, and I'm, I'm mainly doing shit towards guys. So let me put something for the ladies. Hey, ladies, okay." Um, and this is this article by Brooke Lawrenson. It looks familiar. I might have seen it before, um, but it does have some good information. A few things, though, I'd like to kind of talk about um, that I don't 100% agree with, but. Again, me being a guy, me being a six foot two black, like 200 something, about almost 200 pound black dude. Oh, I am 200 pounds. Let me stop fronting. <laughs> okay, 200 pound black dude. Um, you know, it, it, my perspective might be a bit different. So I got to kind of have to take, I, I have to approach this with a little bit of caution because I don't want to just completely disregard 
uh, you know, her opinions and her perspective on a few issues. But I'll put my spin and my perspective for what I see, what I hear, you know, as a resident here in Tokyo, because I'm not quite sure. I didn't, re- again, I skimmed it. I didn't read the whole thing. I'm not quite sure how long she has been living in Japan, but whatever. Again, check the article out and let's just get to it, right? So, again, it's a comprehensive list of practical advice for wannabe residents who identify as female. That's a very progressive way of saying it. I don't really uh, Okay, whatever. I, I'm not. Again, I'm too old school to be going too deep into what you identify as, but whatever. Okay, anyway, the first one is handle your visa situation beforehand, right? Um... This is something I can't really speak on, again, because when I came to Japan, a lot of your visa preparation and stuff like that uh, got handled uh, by the company that I was brought to Japan for. But whatever, the good news is, though, if you are thinking about coming to if you are planning on coming to Japan for whatever reason, this article does have like links to a lot. I just clicked on one of the links, the visa link. It does have links to a lot of shit that you're going to need, like, you know, visa stuff, visa application form, the certificate of eligibility. I'm just seeing, I'm not clicking on all this shit because it doesn't fucking apply to me. But, you know, it, it seems like it's a good one-stop shop for you. Uh, to really, you know, even if you're not planning on coming in the media in the immediate future, to kind of get your feet well, just look at it, familiarize yourself with this type of shit. I'm always the type of person that I get overwhelmed as fuck as soon as I look at something new. So I have to like look at it. I have to desensitize myself to it. Look at it a few times. Chop it down into pieces. Then I can do it. Like um, like I said, the project that I'm looking to get into next year is completely overwhelming as fuck to me right now. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to do this? So, um, you know, I'm kind of taking a step back from it until the holidays and just like piece by piece, step by step, make myself a to-do list and then and I'll just go through it piece by piece. But for now, I'm like, okay, I'm just setting my course. Like that's what I'm doing, getting it set in my mind, building up the energy, building up the vibration and momentum, and then I'll shoot straight through it. So, um, so yeah, if you're like me, you know, a good first step before um, moving to Japan would just be clicking around these links and um, just familiarizing yourself with, with the information, you know, just just taking a look at all the forms and all the like icky stuff, <laughs> you know, um, just so that you'll understand what you're about to embark on. Next one is your work visas. Again, I'm going to skip that. Working holiday visas, student visas, and all this shit. Two, this is an important one. Figure out your finances, right? And I think this is an important. <laughs> I think she got a nice little meme kind of thing. Um, yeah. Uh, let's just break down the average monthly cost for a young single woman living modestly in Tokyo. Let me just take a look at it. She has, um, again, and, and again, um, what I would say is, uh, if you're living based on us dollars, an easy way of calculating how much this is, just cut two zeros from these things. And you'll have a rough estimation of um, what they are in us dollars. So, uh, let me see. Rent seventy thousand yen. Nah, that's too conservative. Bump that up. Bump that up to like eighty or ninety. Um, so you know, eight hundred or nine hundred dollars. Uh, food thirty thousand three hundred bucks. And I can see that depending on you know your personality. But for me, I caution on. Um, I tend to. 
I, I like to be, you know, overestimate these. You're giving you advice, I'd prefer if you overestimate these. So whatever these are, I would add a digit to these. So if you got, she says 30,000 for food, just bump it up to 40. Um, utilities, 9,000, put 10,000 on there. Internet, 4,000 for internet, five, definitely. Um, you know, if you want internet, some people come here, they just want a phone, 8,000 for a phone, nine, close to 10 is going to be what you're going to be paying. Um, that is, unless you come with um, your own phone, that'll be my advice. If you do come to Japan, come to Japan, bring your um, phone. Nowadays, Japan's kind of finally starting to open up a bit. The cell phone monopoly is opening up a bit. And if you do have a phone that you, I've seen some of the newer teachers um, coming to Japan, they bring their phones and pop a SIM card in there. You were not able to do that in the past. It, again, it sounds ass backwards. It's Japan. You just gotta get over it. That's the way this country works. But it's finally starting to, um, you know, get get going. Uh, transportation four thousand bumped up to five, maybe even more, depending on where you work or what you do. Personal care products, period. Birth control, cosmetics, etc. I know nothing about that, so she says ten. Okay. Um, other shopping, going out, etc. Thirty thousand bumped up to forty. I'm not doing the math on it, you know. <laughs> I'm not doing the math on that, but um, you you can do that for yourself. Um, but you know, the, I'd, I'd say her compiling that charges and some little miscellaneous cash or whatever. Um, generally, you kind of gonna tend to, especially your first month time month in Japan, you're going to spend more just because you don't know what the fuck is going on. You're gonna make some mistakes and stuff like that. So um, when I came to Japan. One thing that they recommended was what they not recommended the company I work for, they recommended you had a cushion of one month's rent or one one month's wages on top of your first month's rent, right? So that's what how they did it. So they gave uh, you know, they provided me, I think I talked about it before, you know, you know, it was, they made it as easy to transition into Japan as possible because they needed teachers. So they set you up with an apartment, everything, no, no money down to everything first. Okay. Here's your apartment. Boom, go. And you start work. They did your visa. They took care of everything for you. Um, of course they got a little chunk of everything, but you know, whatever. They had a nice hustle while it lasted. Um, so I was coming. So basically I, I could have technically come to Japan with $0 had a bed, a place to stay, a job, and my visa, all that stuff taken care of. That's how it was. You're not going to be able to do that nowadays in Japan. Plus, on top of that, they wanted us to have one month's salary. Uh, or not one month's salary. Not one month. I believe, it wasn't one month. If I remember correctly, it was either $200,000. So, like, two, you know, 2000 bucks U.S. Uh, 200,000 yen. I want to say that. Two or three. I can't remember. This is fucking fifteen years ago. But again, let's let's overestimate. Let's just say um, two hundred fifty thousand. No. Okay. 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 Two hundred. I'll just make it two hundred fifty thousand yen. Right. So twenty five hundred bucks. So let's say you know you to hit the ground running. Whatever she estimates. You know whatever I overestimated. Let's just put it at two hundred thousand yen. Um, Sorry, because I forgot. If you're moving into a new place, you're not just not going to be able to move in and pay your first and last month's rent. No, you're going to need your deposit. You're going to need your fucking um, maybe key money 
and other shit. So you're probably going to need to pay um, to prepare to live and get in a place. You're going to need maybe two to three months worth of rent. So, yeah, 800, let's say um, 2,500, let's say 2,500 um, U.S. dollars just to cover moving into a place with no furniture, nothing, as a safe estimate. Then on top of that, whatever um, miscellaneous shit, I don't know, let's just call it 3000 bucks, right? You're going to need that. I would recommend on top of that money another, I don't know, let's call it, again, 2500 bucks. So I would say to, to comfortably come to Japan uh, for whatever job you want to get, and be set for the first few months. Yeah, five, for a single person, five thousand five hundred U.S. dollars would be a good enough cushion for you to start and hit the ground running without a, a lot of major hiccups. I know it's a big chunk of cash, especially if you're a younger person in your twenties. But I've seen plenty of people freaking the fuck out, especially at my job, because they're running out of money. You know, especially if you think because. You, when you come here, if, when you start working, you're not getting paid after that first month, you know, probably more than likely. Or if you do, depending on the company, your check is not going to be that large. So, you know, in Japan, we get paid once a month. Remember that, too. So, you know, you come the first month, you, you're not going to get paid at the end of that month. You're going to get paid at the end of the 25th of the end of the next month. So if you come in the middle or the end of the month, that next month's check is not even going to be that big, right? If you come at the beginning of the month, you're going to have to wait damn near two whole months until you get your first check, which is, you know, and so you got to survive. You got to move in. You got to eat. You got to do all that shit. So you're going to need two full months of cash. That's what it is. Plus, you know, you're going to get fucking sorry to say butt fucked you know, you know <laughs> rent wise when you just to move into your place so uh unless you they know something i don't you know um, everyone i know like you know that's just how it is so just again that, that's what you're gonna have to um deal with right all right let's move let's keep it let's keep it pushing um do you research about house living options and livability in your area that's a definite thing that goes without saying apartments share houses things like that reviews there's a lot more information than it was when i used to have to deal with that shit um yeah yeah it, it's, it's kind of crazy um again i'm not going to read through all this um, i'm just skimming through it i'll leave it up to you um pack the right clothes for the climate and the culture uh culture clothing etiquette differs about home country yeah that's true too definitely i'll talk about the cl the climate you've heard me talk about the climate here in japan again it varies very wildly um okay i'll just run through it if you're a new type new listener because a, a new person came into my company today and she was like what the fuck winter is cold as fuck here inside and outside it's cold as fuck until march march eight, the end of march Sometimes it snows the end of March, though. But the end of March, uh, April, May are fucking fantastic here. From June, July, humid as fuck. It's rainy season. Terrible as shit. Worst time of the year, right? Um, humidity, mold is going to be crazy. You got to prepare for that. Then uh, summer hits, right? July, August, you might be like, yay. No, the humidity sticks around, but it's also hot as fuck. Then we have typhoon season in September, October uh and september yeah some october and then november december november's october and mid to late october is nice dry cool um november again it's nice december it's like 
again, this December is kind of warm. Um, and then it starts all over again. So basically you have a few nice months and crazy-ass weather the rest of the time. So culture-wise, though, definitely you're going to, you know, I would say um, you're going to want to be more conservative. The picture that she has, I think, shows... You're gonna want to be more. You're not gonna want to show your fucking flair as much when you're at work, right? It, remember, Japan's more of a baseline society, and you will stand out like a motherfucker if you want to wear. I don't know whatever you know, showing your flair and your fucking, you know. I imagine like an anime loving person. I'm not being condescending, but I'm just saying like you know, wearing your fucking Pokemon T-shirt, you know, <laughs> uh, to go to fucking Ebis doesn't really work. Like each area in Tokyo has its own vibe, its own feel, and its own culture. And what you might wear in one area and completely blend in will make you stand out like a motherfucker in another area. So my advice would be, yeah, bring 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 a wide variety of shit. Bring some conservative shit. Bring some of your funky shit. You know, bring some if you're a woman, woman, bring some sexy shit. Bring you know, bring whatever all of those things because you'll find out after and bear on the side of caution in the beginning until you get the lay of the land and the feel of things, right? I mean, if you're going out, you know, for karaoke and Akihabara, whatever the fuck you want, I don't care. But I'm just saying, like, you just don't want. This is the country where you don't want to stand out like a sore thumb, especially if you're not the type of person who has been in a situation where you do stand out, you will stand the fuck out. Who felt how knows how it feels to stand out like a sore thumb. Um, you might not like it, right? <laughs> so everyone does their best to blend in here. Uh, number five, learn about health services and what to do in an emergency situation. Again, I can't really speak on that because I've... Uh, my best my best advice would be lock in with some Japanese people as soon as possible and find some people that can help you. I mean, I've seen people approach it in, in different ways, like complaining to the Japanese staff. Well, I don't know how to do this, and I don't know how. Man, it's, you're a fucking grown-ass person. Nobody gives a fuck about your problems. Okay, <laughs> That's what I think, you know, but... Um, you know, excuse me. So find a group of friends, you know, that you can actually trust, rely on. That's easier said than done. I don't know where the fuck you find these people, but find them. You know, find maybe you got the internet, you got groups, you got something like that. Depending on how you are, if you're a shy motherfucker, fuck it, you gotta get over that shit because it's survivor that nobody's gonna hear to hold your hand at all. You're on a fucking island. You chose. You signed up for this shit. You know, you got to fucking man up and, and go outside yourself to survive out here. That's that, That's the truth. You know, that's how I take it. So nobody's, you know, so the fuck what you don't know how to fucking clean your bathtub. But like, so the fuck what you don't, you know, you got a fucking cold and you can't read the fucking the, the medicine instructions. Well, tough fucking cookies you know you're in japan that's what the fuck you chose to do no one's you know gonna come swooping in to fucking do that shit for you so before you know as soon as you get here or even before you get here you know try to lock in with a group or some people where you know if you're in a pinch you can you know in faith ask them for help okay familiarize yourself with the with the japanese language to the best of your abilities um, definitely learning hiragana and katakana before you come to Japan will give you a leg up and hit, help you hit the ground running. Again, that's like baby steps to work you towards getting to kanji. But definitely, as soon as you come to Japan, come to Japan, hit the books. I know plenty of people who can get get by without learning 
without knowing Japanese or reading Japanese. I know people who've been here 20 plus years who can do it. But then again, an airplane can fly with just one engine. But having two is better, right? So that's how, I've, <laughs> that's how I think about it. Seven, take care of bureaucratic things as soon as you arrive. That's definitely true. If you're not the type of proactive person, you're a procrastinator, don't fucking come to this country. Because, again, I don't want <laughs> to have to listen to you complaining about, you know, why I, I hear it every now and then. Why are they sending me these letters and I don't know what this shit means? And then, what am I going to do? Man, be, be an adult. Okay, that's all I'm saying. If you come here, be a fucking adult. Take responsibility for your fucking life. You're in a country. No one's obligated to make this shit easy for you. I'm sorry I'm a little bit bitter. I hear this shit every now and then. I'm like, God damn it, man. Like, this is fucking Japan. It's not your home country. You're a fucking immigrant here. So, fuck, man. Like, just take some responsibility and do what you got to do. Play by the fucking rules, okay? Like, nobody cares. I'm sorry. I'm, my wife always gets mad at me sometimes for being, like, too blunt with this shit. But nobody gives a fuck, okay? And so... It's your responsibility to take care of all the shit you need to do. Yes, it's going to be a bureaucratic mess. Yes, there's going to be people who can't speak English. Yes, it's going to be confusing as fuck. So the fuck what? You complaining in the corner and crying back to your parents doesn't mean anything. All they're going to do is buy you a plane ticket and tell you that to get back home. Like, so, whatever. All right, sorry I'm being fucking bitter. But, <laughs> but whatever, I'm sorry. Like, it's just true. Like, nobody gives a fuck. All right, anyway, um, eight. Use public transportation without getting lost or worse, groped. For me, again, this is the one that I kind of disagree on. You may have heard about groping problem exists on Japanese trains. This is true. This is where I have to disagree, right? I've never heard or seen a person nowadays being groped on the train in Japan. I've never done it. I've never seen it, never heard about it, especially a foreign person. Um, I don't know. It might depend on where you live. Again, I'm, I'm a foreign guy. I've... I have heard one story of a student, you know, she was like middle-aged, said a long time ago she was groped on the train, but like a coworker or a colleague or something like that, never heard of it. I've heard stories about creepy people, you know, looking at you or and you might even you might even misinterpret people staring at you as being creepy or something like that. Okay, I'm not going to talk about it, but <laughs> um but just someone I know who's always thinking that way, but you know, um, I'm not going to get into it. But, um, yeah, like, you know, I, I mean, as a guy, I can't be condescending and say it doesn't happen because I'm a guy, right? I'm a big black dude. So, you know, I, I'm not tapped into the fears and concerns and problems that women living here would have, you know, and I have to be aware of that. So, but personally, I haven't heard or seen that firsthand, so... That's all I can say. Or secondhand. That's all I can say. And, you know, in the news and stuff, you hear about it, but I don't really think it's a prevalent thing anymore. Um, it might happen every now and then, but, you know, I would say. And being a Western if being a Western person, I'm sure you'll be a lot more proactive in dealing with that than um, the average person would. If, you, if that does happen with you, the main thing to do is, you know, grab the person's hand, hold it up, and say, yamete or stop it or something like that. Um, but again, be very cautious how you do that. Something, someone brushing up against you by accident might just be someone brushing up against you by accident. Um, if you go back and listen to how I approach riding the train, um, cause accusing someone of that is a very big deal. So, um, you know, incidental contact 
versus like a, a grab. Again, you got to use your own discuss, discretion. But I would say people are a lot more on defense in the West and coming with that, like everyone's going to be trying to grab my ass and my titties when I get on the train, you know, could really cause a sticky situation, especially if you don't have the ability to communicate in Japanese and you accuse someone of something really, really serious on a really, really crowded train because in your mind, like you have to be on guard like you are in your home country. It could get sticky. I could see that, especially in the beginning. So just don't come in with that in your spirit is what I would say that definitely is, I got to like, you know, guard myself because they're all going to try and, you know, grab on me. Like, um, I don't see that. I don't hear that. Japan's a really, really safe country in general. But, you know, again, I'm, I gotta, I gotta be sensitive. You never know. Right. Okay. Brace for natural disasters, earthquakes. I've talked about it. Uh, typhoons. I've talked about it. Right. You know it. That's what it is. And 10, I think, is an important thing. Throw everything you know out a window. You've kind of heard me allude to it. It's really, really important, really, really true. You got to come here with fresh eyes, you know, wipe your slate clean, your preconceived notions, like of what, how you think the world and society works is supposed to work for you and how it is either for or against you. Throw all that shit out the window because, yeah, Japan is Japan, man. It's an island and, and you're not Japanese. So, you know, that's all I could say about that. All right, I'm going to stop right there for today, this episode. I want to do a part two of this. I, I just need to do a bit more digging um, to find a bit more information. Um, I want to do a year, and that's what I want to do. I want to do a year in review because probably next episode is probably going to be the last episode of the year for the podcast. So um, I'd like to close out with a bang. I might even wait until it might come out a little bit later um because after my last day of work which is the 28th i have a bit more downtime and you know uh it might be worth it just to kind of um delay that so i don't have to rush through anything you know i can actually do a really good podcast take my time prepare get drunk <laughs> you know um the year in review posts haven't really come up yet for japan i haven't really found any yet so um any good ones i would say or oh, might even compile my own list or something like that but but i want to make the last episode of the year a really good one so it'll probably come out a bit later so just heads up on that but i do want to make it something good something funky for you people so all right y'all let me get out of here um let me upload this thing and uh hopefully i can do something else before i gotta hit the work all right y'all peace